Switching to Geico is a good idea, especially when you consider everything. First off, Geico makes it easy to switch. They have licensed agents available 24-7 online or over the phone. But if it's so easy, you might start thinking everything is easy, even big wave surfing. And it's not. It's actually quite difficult. Well, if you switch to Geico, you could save hundreds on car insurance. And you could keep saving by bundling your motorcycle, boat, and RV, plus your home or renter's insurance. But saving money might lead you to make some questionable purchases, like a 20-foot feather boa. And do you know how hard it is to clean a 20-foot feather boa? Well, they do have an industry-leading mobile app you can use to pay your bill, file and manage a claim, or add a new driver. But when life gets a little easier, it makes you too confident. And you start calling everyone ace. And you're better than that. Well, Geico has a 97% customer satisfaction rating and has been saving people money for 85 years. It's hard to beat that. But you're right. Switch to Geico. It's obviously a good idea. The following is a fourth-hand production. Welcome, Beyonders. get to this weird place who are these two crazy guys and what is going on beyond terrestrial or bt for short is a podcast dedicated to the strange the macabre the conspiratorial and all things supernatural hosted by dan martson and lee Ariat, two guys who discovered late night radio shows like coast to coast while working the night shift and stumbled into a world of fantastic tales and local legends. We share these stories with our dedicated fans we lovingly call Beyonders every other Tuesday. Join me and Lee as we take a mysterious journey into obscure local tales and spin up some hot takes on the supernatural stories we all know and love. Two words. Interdimensional Bigfoot. Oh yeah. Welcome back to What the Suck. This is James. And this is Chris. And today's lovely motion picture is 1996 The Dentist, starring Corbin Roger Dorn Bernson. It is directed by Brian Usna, produced by Pierre David, written by Dennis Pilo, Stuart Gordon, and Charles Finch. Took three of them yep. to, to write three a horror So, yeah, yeah something's right, wrong there. Sure. Starring Corbin, Roger Dorn, Burnson, and Linda Hoffman. The rest of the motherfuckers don't matter, apparently. No, apparently not. they ain't listed, so fuck them. Music by Alan Howarth. Cinematography by Levi Isaacs. Distributed by Trimark Pictures. Holy shit, really? Release date of October 18th, 1996, with a running time of 92 minutes. Has a budget of 2600000 it's not too bad. Not too bad. Uh, Rotten Tomato score, though, is hilarious. It has seven total counts on the Rotten Tomato. Uh, Rotten Tomato. Rotten Tomato. Tomato meter. Tomato meter. Tomato meter. 
It zero percent. Nice, perfect, perfect. Perfecto, yep. and a twenty-nine percent audience score out of seventy-nine hundred and fifty-eight reviews. Wow, that's pretty low. That that sucks. That blows. Yeah, that blows. Um, so let's also uh, take a minute to acknowledge the fact that uh, we have a very, very young, yet still looks the same Mark Ruffalo in this movie. Yes. Yeah. The he, Hulk. <laughs> he's, he's in it for a grand total of That's about right. five minutes. The Hulk. He's in there. He's a talent agent for the Beauty Queen uh, act, uh, character, but uh, he's in it. He looks the same, even though this movie is 90. He damn sure does. And he uncredited. 96. I guess he was still, you know slobbing producers nuts back then he wasn't nobody i, guess. I don't know i mean he's uh let's see oh wait a minute he's listed down here so now yeah. they got him listed yeah okay yeah so and, he, and he's in the 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 title credits in, in the movie so yeah well that's what you get when you get wiki's description versus fucking tubi you know so right right you get a lot more good information on a good old wiki so what's the movie about, James? Anyway, the synopsis reads as such. I always got to say that because that's just the way it works. Dr. Alan Finestone, played by Corbin Roger Dorn Burnson, is a rich and successful Beverly Hills dentist. In fact, he is so much more a fine connoisseur of music, the owner of a palatial mansion, and the proud husband of a beautiful wife. There's only one problem. He's fucking insane. Which is a good combination. Dr. Fine, a dentist and insane, insane mm. at that. Yeah. Mm. Dr. Finestone loves perfection and he expects it of everyone. Unfortunately, no one is perfect. This unacceptable fact annoys the good doctor and leads him to commit his one small imperfection. Murder. Oh, just small, just a small I one. Like it. Tiny one. Murder is so messy and Dr. Finestone hates messes. But sometimes he just can't help killing a patient or two. That's a pretty shitty or pretty ridiculous uh, synopsis <laughs> on the back of that DVD there. Well, you know, horror movie, dentist, you know somebody's getting fucked up. That's just the it's, way it works. It's, uh, yeah, I mean, you know what's so funny, though? That, that, um, that summary has more story than the actual movie itself does. It does. It has way more backstory, way more, like, you get none of that, none of this in the actual movie itself. No, uh, you do get a little bit, but not that much. No, that's that's that. pretty descriptive. Yeah. But yeah, once once it starts, it's a it's a predictable yeah. kind of thing. You know, yeah. the whole thing is predictable. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, Paint by numbers. Exactly. So that's okay. And uh, just real quickly, the rating system, as everybody knows, we rate movies one to five turds, one being good movies, five being shitty movies. If you'd like to hear the descriptions of those turd ratings and what they stand for, listen to a previous episode, because we're not going to do that shit no more. That's right. It takes too far. One to five turds. If you've been listening, you already know. (laughs) If you haven't, then go listen to an earlier Shame on thou. Yeah. Go back and listen. All right. Uh, In that case, let's go ahead and get with the review then. Let's do it, brother. Hi there. Is this your first trip to the dentist? You a little scared? No? Good. Give me five. Dr. Alan Finestone's a renowned dentist who's got it all. A beautiful wife a thriving practice, and an impeccable reputation. I know I'm early. Couldn't wait, huh? No more braces, thank God. Feels up quite a practice, doctor. 
Kay is always busy, so we're always busy. But behind the success is a man who's feeling the pressure. The IRS? You got real tax problems. When I tell you to do something, to do it. As short staffed as it is. Do you dress like that in front of the pool, man? Would you like to make another appointment? I had an appointment. You're not wearing anything. Now, Dr. Finestone's gone over the edge. <gasps> this is my wife! Please, please. Tonight you pay for all that you've done to me. Maybe we should close up until things are under control. Things are under control! Everything is under control! What we've got here is a seriously derailed train. The man over the edge. Open wide. The dentist. There now. Better? Good God, dude. I know. Okay. I think I need a shot of Novocaine in the brain. <laughs> I mean, holy shit. Movie opens up with a dream sequence. And you're like, uh, what's this motherfucker but, doing? But you know? is it a dream sequence? But we'll find it? out later. You do not know this. We'll find but anyway, out he's pretending to work on people. And yes. he's talking all stupid. And he doesn't look fucking crazy. He's trying, he's trying to sound more like artistic and smart than it actually is. Negative. Negative. Fuck him. All right. Well, anyway... Yeah, there it is. There it is. My, my first one out the way. He comes downstairs, obviously getting ready for work, uh, looks outside, and notices his beautiful hoe. Yep. We're going to call her hoe because she's, she's standing out there with a the pool boy, so this is an obvious setup to some right. bullshit. Out there, he's on the phone bitching in his office yeah. and all this stuff. He waves her in and all this stuff. And she comes in, and he notices... Some nasty-ass fingerprints on her arm. Right. You know, and then you look out, and he's covered in the same colored sludge, so she's like, eh, what the fuck's going on here? So you, you get no uh, really real setup other than automatically you would know that his wife is It's cheating, right, in t- it's right into it. Cheating hell. She's it, not even trying to hide the shit. There, there's no indication beforehand that, they're, that they have a happy marriage. Just automatically, their marriage is not that great because she's cheating on him. And the thing, yeah, and then, you know, she's kind of cute and all that the pool man is an idiot and <laughs> yeah corbin is from an actor's perspective overqualified to be in a movie like this but why he did it i don't know but uh he actually his his acting is not so bad to be honest with you throughout the movie it's about the only acting that holds the whole fucking thing together that and the assistant but we'll get to that later it it, it seems like to me um he is overacting and Everyone else is underacting. Well, he's fucking insane. Remember, brother? No, I mean, just when he's not insane, his normal acting is, <laughs> is overacting. He's he's very uh, exaggerated, and I mean that's fine. It it it, it just helps make the other people seem even less uh, good at what they're doing. Like their yeah. their underacting is being heightened by his overacting. Yeah, and then you know she comes out there and he's bitching and hollering because it's his birthday and all this shit. It's her anniversary. Excuse me. Yeah, anniversary. 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 Mm-hmm. So, predictably, right, and I even called this when I was watching it, doing my, uh, you know, taking my notes and stuff, that he's he's going to double back mm-hmm. and try to catch them doing some bullshit. Yeah. And sure as shit, he stops the car, he drives like 
50 yards down the street, pulls over, gets out of the car, goes back, and comes in there and catches, you know, he, he peeks through the blinds, and he sees them out there getting after it. Right. And instead of actually going out and confronting them, mm-hmm. he goes into this, uh, I guess, sequence. this dream sequence yeah. where he walks out there in this fucking hilarious sequence. This was well acted, this particular scene. He jams her face down over his dick. Right, over the, the pool say, boy's dick. And say, here, you want some dick? Here. Yeah. And, he, and he's choking her to death on a dick. Right. And he puts a gun. <laughs> <laughs> and then he puts a fucking gun in the guy's face. Yeah. You know you like that? You like sucking your it's dick? It's my wife, motherfucker. My wife. Yeah, after he does that. <laughs> I was sitting here fucking cracking up, and I'm like, holy <laughs> shit. So so he ends up following the dentist to his neighbor's house. He's following the pool boy. Wait, wait. The dentist is following the, the, the pool boy. The dentist is following the pool boy. He yeah. waits for him to leave and follows him to the neighbor's house. Right. Or am I jumping secrets? No, no, you're right. You're right. I thought it was. Yeah. Okay, cool. Anyway, he follows him, and he sits there and watches him. Mm-hmm. And naturally, the neighbor lady comes out, and he's like, "Oh fuck!" Making some goes, excuse about being and, there. And then there he goes in the house and starts fucking. So he goes in there to try to find out what's going on, right. just to try to establish this guy's pattern or whatever. Right. And here comes this woman's dog, and he discharges his fucking pistol. And he shoots the and dog. It's a three eighty, and they're pretty loud for a small pistol, but they're loud enough to where somebody'd hear it. But nobody heard it. Shoots the dog right in the right in the muzzle, right in the fucking face, yeah. and takes up the scene yep. now. Problem is, you don't kill the dog. I, that's, oh yeah, back that's... to my back to my original hatred of that particular thing in in horror movies. You don't kill the fucking dog. Right, that's rule number one. You don't kill the dog. Once he's done with that bullshit, he heads on to his dentist's office, and he has this crazed fucking look on his face. Yeah, by now, so that that's another thing too. It's like it's like we movie starts off. You know, he he's acting like a typical. Uh, uh, Hollywood dentist doctor. He's he's taking calls. He's very busy. He's got a wife that he considers it's a trophy wife, but they're they have a great marriage, or whatever. And he has a he has a bit of he's a bit of a, of a neat freak, and so like he yeah. he doesn't like whenever he ends up having that um that that smudge on his uh, hand from his wife. It freaks him out, and and the, when he sees a pool boy with all the sludge on the ground, he like freaks out. He says, "Clean that shit up. Get it fixed today." But other than that, no indication that he's insane until he gets to his office. And he that, starts hearing voices and shit. And and, and they yeah. do like that that uh, filter thing where like it's all woozy and shit. And so, which you don't know, it, it, it literally is from one scene. To, as soon as he gets to the office, he's just full on fucking crazy. He's yeah. just insane. And then that's when we, you know, we get to his office and find that's when we're like, hey, baby Hulk is in here. Yeah, you know, like you he's like Mark, a twenty-two-year-old, twenty-three-year-old yeah, kid, man. Fresh face, wearing a sweater over his over his uh, slung on the back on his back. Uh, but yeah, so then you, you get a little scene with all the different patients, and he's running late because he's too busy trying to catch the pool boy doing his shit. <laughs> what fucking cracks me up is his office secretary is the most clueless human in the fucking planet. Oh my gosh! Because really I mean, is. when the bo- when the bodies start piling up. She's completely oblivious to oh, everything yeah. that's going on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She hears screaming and stuff, and she's like, what, what the fuck? I just wanted to make note of that, because she's in the whole movie. Yeah, she's in the whole just movie. Just sitting there, right in the midst of all this mayhem. Not doing shit. So then he sees his first patient, which is a young boy, which is his first time at the dentist. <laughs> and he he seems okay for a little bit, but then, like, he just, for no reason, as he's cleaning the boy's teeth, he just, he freaks out again. He, well, like I said, he's all pissed off inside. And then he gets in there and he starts hallucinating. 
like he's when this little kid he's looking at his teeth and he he pictures them completely rotted right so he just starts jackhammering this little fuck with a dentist drill and right. god i hate that noise you got to put that in the well, intro. It, was, it wasn't even a, wasn't a drill <laughs> it was just a pick well, he, the pick was one thing, but then he says, "We got a drill here." No, that's not. Oh, the that's boy. right. That's right. Yeah, the, the he he's he doesn't do the drill Fuck. with the boy. He does the pick, and but he just told he, you been three weeks. Yeah, he he's he's uh, <laughs> he's so focused on, on his own bullshit that he ends up stabbing the boy in the in the, in the gums right. with it. It and slips off, bleed. and he cuts his. And the, doc, and the lady's like, "What's wrong with you?" Yeah. Kids all fucked up, drooling in blood. Blah. So instead of keeping the kid there and having the dentist patch him up, which he could do. Yes. Stitch him up, patch him up, whatever the fuck he needs to do. Mm-hmm. Make the dentist fix him up. She just grabs the kid, bleeding and everything, and just takes him out of the fucking And doesn't office. even let him correct the mistakes. What's right. What's wrong with you? Yeah. Child. yeah well, next time I'll stab him in the eye, bitch. And I'm pretty you know? sure that that kid was going to be a serial killer anyway. He looked a little too calm. <laughs> he had the serial killer look in his eye. But then his next uh, patient is the beauty queen. The beauty queen. April Rain. April Rain. Managed by uh, Dr. Mark David Ruffalo. Banner. Yeah. And she gets in the chair. He goes to town, starts doing his thing, starts drilling her teeth, and then he just completely fucking loses fucking it. Fucking loses Again. it. Again. He's in there now. He's got the gas on the beauty queen. Yep. She's starting to go into oblivion. Then his pills, apparently he took way too fucking many. Right. And he starts to hallucinate. And then he pictures the beauty queen as his wife. Right. Laying on a chair with what? titties hanging out of course yeah you know tna you know we forgot to mention that at the beginning too there was instant tna oh yeah um you know like i said whenever that happens early in a horror movie you know there's trouble there's a lot of trouble yeah well anyway you know like i say he's hallucinating that this woman's his wife right so he basically starts to get down there and get busy and he removes her um the queen's uh top yeah and then runs his hand down to her skirt and starts taking off her pantyhose yep but but all this whole time we have to say he he's thinking this is his wife for some reason right i guess the the, the laughing gas must be leaking or something something well during his so-called uh, sexual assault under hallucinogens yeah he begins to kiss her and starts to make love with her touch her and all this stuff and then remembers his wife is such a freaking hell right that he starts to strangle the bitch mm-hmm. yep <laughs> to the point to where she starts to snap out of her fucking gas. And he snaps out of it, too, and realizes that he's yep. not choking his wife. He's choking the beauty queen. And he's like, oh, shit. Yeah. I got her drawers down at her ankle. I've got this. I got that. Her shirt's unbuttoned. Yeah. She's waking up. And she's like, what the fuck? And he's scrambling. He's like, holy shit. He's trying, he's trying to tell her that she that the, the gas had a bad effect on her and it affected her too much. So then he goes and grabs the uh, the manager, Mark Ruffalo, and, and tells him that the gas had a bad effect on her. And so... She needs to have some fresh air, so he's able to get him to sneak her out the back. Yes. So nobody sees that he don't fucked up. Out the back. And in the meantime, while that's happening, we got Mr. IRS man comes in the office, starts yeah. fucking around. Yeah, starts telling he's he's basically blackmailing him, telling him that he's gonna do be due for an audit, but that he also wants to get dental work done. Yeah. So he says, You hook me up, we'll do that. Yeah. But what happens is he comes back in pissed off. Yeah. Turning green, starts hollering because he realizes what he did. He smacks Next old Roger Dorn in the snot. Yeah, right in the <laughs> snot. We cut back to the house where the wife is getting ready. He's still at the office uh, because he had called and told her he was running late. So he told her to meet him at his office. Ah, uh, yes. So he's at the office. He's got all these crazy fucking uh, dentist uh, instruments ready to go. She's getting ready at her at the house. And then she ends up showing up at his office. 
after hours. And some of this shit is flat out medieval looking. I mean, I know yeah. like a tooth pulling hammer. If you ever seen those clamps where they have the little pulls thing and you smack, smack, smack until you yeah. work it loose. Fuck that. But he does have a pretty snazzy fucking dental office. He's got all these differently themed rooms. Right. One's a heaven. To cater one's a to his highfalutin clientele or customers or whatever the fuck you call them, patients. And so she shows up and and they're in, I guess, what's called the, the classy room with all these fancy curtains and leather chairs and shit and somehow convinces the dumb bitch to get into a dental chair. <laughs> it's it's their anniversary night. He She's in a black dress. He's in a tux. But he's like... Why don't you sit down and let's do a checkup? So, so she's going to have down. a seat. And I'm going to do some little. I'm going to do a little drilling. Yeah, not the kind that he was hoping for, though. No, no. But then when she sits down, he proceeds to tie a uh, scarf around her neck and tie her to the chair by her fucking neck. And then fucking gases her. Ass. Gases her because he's about to perform some surgery on her. Oh yes, some unnecessary but yet necessary surgery, and he well, starts fucking up her mouth. He start. He yanks out. Every fucking tooth. Out yeah. Of her mouth. Pool boy might like that. Probably. <laughs> but like, no she teethless. looks fucked up. She looks clown ugly. I she mean, looks she looks fucko up. ugly. I mean, her lips are huge, swollen. Her gums are all sticking out. Yeah. And it's actually not that bad of an effect. When no, you look at her cool. gums, it looks pretty cool. Those look I mean, pretty good. She's all fucked up. So the next day at the house, the police come by to ask him questions about the uh, dog. See if he'd seen anything. Right. And in the meantime, he he took the time to lay the wife out on a pool chair, cover her face with a big old hat, a big old sun hat. <laughs> right. The pool boy's there again. He's doing his job, but he, yep. he looks over and sees her, but he you can't see her face because it's covered. But the police are there asking him questions, and then they leave. And then the pool boy decides to go over to check out his uh, his lover, his, uh, his mamacita. And when he pulls the hat back, it's revealed you you see her face in the full glorious sunlight and it's all fucked up and and he's and she's reaching for him and he's all fucking freaked out and then bam right from behind him Corbin Burnson shows up with a knife to his throat and Shock. and calls him a motherfucker and then slices his throat and then does and then proceeds to slice and dice on him <laughs> multiple times hell yeah i mean and just, i'm gonna tell you what the blood splatters are pretty cool yeah i mean he's going full on fucking crazy so that's I his mean, first official murder first is, murder is the uh the but he doesn't even like do any cleanup. He just leaves and goes back to his office. And that's what's crazy. Just shows him here. Yeah. You, you leave a blood splattered back porch, pool right. man laid out dead, mm-hmm. you know, and, he, and you never see what he does with he it. He throws a murder knife into the pool. Yep. And, then, and then he takes off because he had set an appointment for his nosy ass neighbor. I guess the murder knife with the chlorine will kill the fingerprints. Who knows? So, so he goes back and she shows up, but then she starts talking about the pool boy. And so that enrages him. And so this is when he like straight up drills into her fucking teeth yes down to the point where there's like no tooth that's left. right she destroy. he destroys an entire molar he just yeah. i mean and let me just say the cool thing about about this movie even though it's it's pretty boring for the most part the cool thing is there's a couple of different whenever he's doing like dental work they cut away to what's supposed to be an inside shot of their mouth but obviously they they created a large scale version of the person's mouth yep and then use that to film and you can kind of tell that it's, it's not a real but it looks pretty cool i mean it's it not looks a bad effect really it's, neat. it's a pretty good practical yeah. effect i mean yeah it, it's it's obviously like especially with the neighbor's uh mouth yep. where, where it's supposed to be fillings and cavities look just like tinfoil yeah but uh it you know it's the the tongue that they that they made everything looks really it looks really neat because it's very it, detailed it does and then he commences 
to basically open a can of whoop ass on that bitch's tooth. I mean, she drills it. <laughs> so then, while he's busy drilling the shit out of her tooth, her his assistant confronts him and tells him that he's going crazy, and then shows him the pantyhose that she found. Yep, and says, what the fuck are you doing in here? And, and that was her big mistake, because he then proceeds to choke the bitch. He does. He grabs it. And it's a pretty good struggle, but then I'm sitting there going, there's an office full of people here. Yeah. The clueless-ass fucking receptionist. They're not They're not quiet. <laughs> no. They're making all kinds of racket. She's like... Yeah. So he, he proceeds to choke her with the very same pantyhose. With the pantyhose. Yeah. And she's trying to fight back, but she's not able to. So he kills her, stuffs her in a closet. I mean, his face looks very convincing. And her going getting choked out, she did a real good job. Yeah. So, so he convinced, so he, he chokes her, puts her in the closet. The, uh, the girl with the braces from the day before and the IRS agent show up to get their yep. dental uh, things. The, the IRS agent goes in and he shows up right after he, right after the dentist had finished packing that bitch into the closet. <laughs> he just is casually stashing bodies all over the yeah. fucking office. I love it. And so he walks up and so he, he goes in and he's acting all hot shot and, and, you know, lording his, his, uh, his, uh, the audit over the, over the dentist's head and, and just, you know, trying to extort him or whatever. And so what does, so what does dentist do? He decides he's had enough of that shit. This is my favorite part. Is it really? Cause you know how I feel about the government. Oh yeah. Yeah. Sure do. Yep. Well, certain parts of the government. For the most part. Yeah. One of the parts, I, one of the parts of the government I had the biggest problem with is the IRS, but he gets to fuck this dude up. He's yeah. sick of being pushed by this guy, sick of being bribed by this guy. So he takes this jaw clamp, sticks it in his mouth and cranks his shit about as far open. And I think he breaks his bottom jaw. Yeah, he cranks it's... it open. He's bleeding out. He's torturing him. He starts drilling his ass with no Novocaine and shit. Yep. And the guy's in there screaming and hollering. I fucking I mean, love it. It's just, it's a, it's a full on mess. Oh, it's awesome. Yeah. I mean, that particular part I thought was so brutal, man. I was like, this is good right here. Yeah. And then we get to, you know, after he fucks up Mr. IRS, man, we go back to the house. I think we're going back to the yeah. house. Yeah. Yeah. Back to the house. Because the, the cops have figured out at this point that the, the bullet that shot the dog belonged to a certain number of people. And one of the people that owned the 380, that's right, is uh, the, the forensics. Yeah. And then they go to his house and they find blood dripping. And, they, and it's a very obvious. They find the entire hand, crime scene going on. There's a fucking handprint on the wall. Dude. Which at this point we need to make mention of the fact that uh, one of the uh, detectives is played by Mr. Ken Foray. Ah. And uh, for those of you who are or are not familiar with Ken Foray, he was in Dawn of the Dead and Devil's Rejects. Uh, he's actually quite a well-known actor in uh, in the horror uh, community. He's uh, Dawn of the Dead, Devil's Rejects, Lords of Salem. Um, he's he's been in quite a few, and he's he's pretty uh, he's pretty famous. But uh, he's in this low-budget piece of shit as well. So then uh, after that, we go back to the dentist's office, and the other assistant has walked in on the dentist fucking up the irs guy and confronts him which is a big mistake because they need to kills her yep that how did he, he gets her with the, uh the air bubble in the neck yeah it's i fucking that was a cool effect because it actually showed the bubbles going up her neck right and into her brain and then she just started convulsing and then <laughs> dead meat in the meantime nobody in the front office has heard this shit because Not a fucking thing the receptionist still sends braces girl to the back to be seen by the dentist and she walks back there and you know, she um she sees the dentist in one room that is he's just cleaning up. He she just missed him cleaning up, so he proceeds to take the braces off. But this is the funny thing. Um, so we find we get a close up of her face because they're showing the braces and mm-hmm. everything. 
This girl's supposed to be in her teens. Yeah. As soon as you get a close-up of her face, it's quite obvious that she's about 25, 30. Well, she's already got some little crow's feet happening. I mean, they got a lot of makeup on this bitch. Yeah. She, she's got, yeah, crow's feet. She looks older than, than, than a teen for sure. She's definitely fucking uh, like 30. Motherfucker, you look 30. Motherfucker, you look 30. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, but then, like, after yeah. she gets the braces off, he starts hallucinating again, and he sees her teeth all rotted and, and, and falling out and shit, and so... Tells her that it's all a waste, that, that it's it's for nothing because decay has started to set in. So then he pulls his gun out. <laughs> and that's not a metaphor. He pulls his fucking pistol out. Yep. Points it in her face. But he's hallucinating it's his wife again. The second he points it in her face, she starts screaming. He comes out of it, sees it's, it's the uh, the teen. Yep. And goes to, to put it away. But then the teen smacks him in the face with a lamp. <laughs> And proceeds to take off. So we have this uh, this chase scene going down. Again, we have we, she's being chased by him through the hall. And where's the, the fucking office. receptionist? Nobody hears this shit. The receptionist is still at her desk, munching on Oreos, taking calls and shit. She's clueless as fuck. There's yeah. like eight bodies in the building. There's like there's like a, <laughs> there's a whole fucking Halloween Michael Myers chase scene in the middle of the hallway, and the bitch is not doing anything. She's just sitting there at her desk. Eating ho hos. Michael Myers chase scene. Yeah, I love it. So then, in other words, she running like crazy. He's just walking, but he stays right on her ass. So then, the fun, the stupidest thing that happens is when he finally catches up with the, the young bitch. He points the gun at her face. He's about to pull the trigger. She's crying, and, and at this point, you can definitely tell she's thirty because her crying is, has messed up all her makeup. And yeah, she, you see her her eye drooping and shit. And so, <laughs> I mean, she's fucking thirty. So she says. I will not eat candy. I will brush my teeth three times a day. Please don't kill me. And at that point... He's like, you'll brush three times a day. You promise? This motherfucker gets a tear in his eye. Because it's yep. the most beautiful thing this insane motherfucker has heard. Yep. And he starts repeating three times a day. Three times a day. Yeah. Uh, three and... times a day. And she's like, yes, I will brush three times a day. Please don't kill me. So then he lets her go. And then he proceeds to just gingerly walk out of the fucking <laughs> office into his car. Turns up his fucking opera music. And heads out. No, they don't know where, but the cops show up at the office. This, the receptionist is finally, she's, she finally figured out what the fuck is going on. She's crying, freaking out. Uh, and then mentions that he kept talking that, you know, he, he won't be able to practice again. He won't be able to teach again. And so the cops are like, what do you mean teach? And that's when you realize that he was also a instructor a at dental, a dental school. A dental school instructor, yes. So it cuts to that, and he's starting, he's pretty much holding up this whole dental office, this whole class. Yes. And he's telling every single fucking dental student extract. to extract every That's motherfucker's right. teeth. Take them out. Yeah. Yank them out. So then the cops show up, and there's this little standoff. And he gets out through the back, and he ends up at this fucking uh, theater where this woman is practicing opera. And she and he's sitting there because apparently opera is his thing. His thing. And he sits there and ju- and marvel. And he's transfixed, and he's just like out of his mind. And the cops show up and arrest his ass. Yep. He, he didn't kill the opera singer, thankfully. So the cops show up, arrest his ass, and then it transitioned to him inside of an insane, crazy asylum, which is where he was at the beginning of the film. What's so that's one in, of those, here we start at the beginning, right. we, we start at the end. Yeah. So he's in he's in a white padded room, and then they, t- they pat him up, they, they lock him up, and they take him to an office with a dental chair, and they put him in the dental chair. and Or then, he's hallucinating, and it turns out that his, his toothless wife... Yeah. Finally starts to drill on him, and it looks like without any kind of fucking yeah. Novocaine or anything. So torture. And then the last scene is just, it's panning out. It pans You're out. looking up like through a window. sewer grate. Yeah. <laughs> and that's it. And, and that's it. That's the whole Movie's movie. over. Yeah. Whole movie over. Now, thinking back on this, the obvious fact here is uh-huh. uh, 
little kids will probably never see this movie. If they do, you ain't never going to get to ask to go to the dentist. Yeah, you definitely don't show this to your kids. Those little motherfuckers no. will brush their teeth 12 times a day to keep from going to the dentist because every time they go, they're going to see Corbin yeah. coming at them with a drill and a jaw clamp. Or so they're going to see his wife with no <laughs> teeth and, and worry that that's going to happen to them. He got no teethers. Or they're going to see the little kid at the beginning who gets stabbed in the fucking jaw and the gum with a like, fucking nope, pick. Nope, like, nope, nope, nope. Dennis, no, 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 fuck your mom. Sorry, I ain't mama. going. Nope, nope, I'm running away. I'm, I'm adopted. I'm leaving. I, I'm going to go live in a ditch somewhere. Right. I ain't going no dentist. I'm going to pull all my teeth out myself. So, yeah. Well, anyway, that being said, uh-huh. what is your review of this movie, my friend? Uh, okay. So, um, it was, uh, so the acting was okay for the most part. I mean, nobody really put in a bad performance except for the little girl slash 30-year-old girl. She was pretty terrible. Uh, it was, there wasn't a lot that actually happened, and there was not a setup. You were just kind of uh, thrown into it, and... Um, like for everything that happened, nothing happened. And I, uh, Corbin Bernson was great. Ken Foray was fine. Ruffalo was okay for the five minutes he was there. What else was like so so? But it was just, you know, the idea of a dentist going insane and just drilling people to me is not very scary because, um, like it'd be different if, I don't know, just it'd maybe. be different if your ass was in the chair, fool. I mean, I, I, look, maybe <laughs> here's the thing. Here's the thing. I, I had braces, I'm getting them off. I had all four wisdom teeth pulled at once. Me too. But I didn't. I didn't go under. Ooh, no, I did gas. Nope, I didn't go under. They they numbed it, and I was I was awake for the whole time. No shit. Fuck and it, that. It, it took them thirty minutes to pull one tooth out because it was stuck in there so bad. Mm-hmm. But I did topical. I did not go under, so I was awake the whole fucking time that happened. So dentists don't scare me. Yeah, I've been under the knife. I've been it's fine. Whatever, no big deal. It's just it's it's different i don't know it's the movie just to me just didn't do anything like yeah he goes insane and he starts you know attacking clients that's great but i guess the fact because it happened over the the course of literally one fucking day two days two days uh maybe it was different if it went over the course of like i don't know a couple of weeks or a month and he randomly just like a killed a person and then buried the body and then yeah a week later he killed another person but because it was so i guess fast-paced or supposed to be fast paced. i guess you said it felt rushed yeah and um, the kills weren't all that original and all that exciting to me. They just was, they were like, I don't know. I couldn't tell if he was trying to torture people or he was trying to kill them. It was kind of a mixture of both. Um, the practical effects were good. Like I said, the 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 large scale uh, models were good of the people's mouths and stuff. Um, but all in all, um, I found it to be mostly boring. Uh, I'm going to give it a four. You're going to go four? Go Damn. Four. Yeah damn yeah that's a little harsh i know i just I, I i don't see myself watching it again unless i'll tell friends about it and have them watch it and i won't watch it unless they really want me to watch it and i have nothing else going on but for the most part it's just it was just kind of flatlined for me so what about you well my friend on this one we are quite on opposite ends of the spectrum okay let's hear it uh to me i thought the acting as far as a horror movie goes yeah his acting, in my opinion, was actually quite superb for a horror movie. He, okay. he played a good, convincing psychotic. All right. Uh, his facial expressions were strong. He actually acted. When he cried, it looked real. I mean, he he really pulled it off, in my opinion. Okay. I loved the kills, especially IRS, man. All right. Especially around this time of year. Oh, yeah, it's that time. You know, and uh, the jaw clamps, the blood was excellent uh-huh. slashing the pool man apart the blood splatters i mean i thought it was actually well done from a practical perspective i agree with that yeah for sure the predictability was a little bit uh you know i when when a movie is fairly predictable 
which I have a big problem with that. I usually can predict pretty much most stupid shit in the movie. Okay. So the predictability factor was kind of high. You pretty much knew it was going to happen almost all the whole time. Yeah, But for yes, sure. the fact that one little incident, seeing his wife with a pool man, all of a sudden he goes on a killing rampage when obviously he had no previous established pattern, like you said. He or just that we saw. snapped that one fucking day. Yeah, there yeah. was no there's no story build up to it. Right, exactly. He just decides to go nuts and kill everybody in his fucking office that day. Yeah. Except the clueless secretary who mysteriously at some point during the day vanished. Yeah, she just... She, because toward the end when he was chasing the, the, the brace girl through the hall and shit, she was gone. Yeah. She, she wasn't there no more. But then she was there after the, the police showed up. After yeah, he, after that's he left. true. She was there because she was crying and she's the one that told him that he teached. That's right. She says, I quit. I'm out. Yeah. But uh, the story was good. Okay. I liked the story. The script was, was pretty damn decent. Pretty real life-ish. You know, I mean, there have been some inappropriate things happen with doctors who use gas and shit. So it's creepy, but, you know, fairly, you know, convincing. So I am actually giving this one a strong two turd. A two turd. I'm not going to go one turd because of how predictable it was, uh-huh. but I'm going to give it two okay. because I actually really enjoyed this one. I this think- is one I would watch with a, with a group drinking game trash on it, uh-huh. but this is more of a, a one to, to make all the gals in the group screech and all that shit with the sound of the drill and all yeah. that crap. It's just it's a spine crawler, you know, so I, th- I think this is the furthest we've ever been apart on a movie. I think so. I Usually we... we're only apart by a star. A lot yeah. of times we agree, a but star? This... We don't do stars, motherfucker. Turd. By a turd. Yeah. Um <laughs> Star. Yeah, but uh yeah, this is a, I mean this is two, so this is the farthest we've ever been. And we we usually are, like I said, we're pretty close, if not yeah. we're succinct on, on some things, but now we're just like, yeah, you, you I liked it. I think I just enjoyed it a lot more like... than you did, I guess. Yeah. That's, and you know what? That's all right. That's just how it goes. You know, and for me, the uh, the only reason it didn't get a five was because the acting was pretty decent for the most part. Um, and Yeah, I honestly thought you'd go middle of the road on this one. No, I couldn't give it a three because I just I didn't enjoy it enough. Okay. Yeah, so... But I mean that's great. I mean I I love when we have uh, variances of opinion. You know. Well, because, you got to. Uh, so why don't you tell the uh, fine folks at home where they can find us? Well, we are now part and a very proud member of the FourthHand.com media network. Yes. Uh, you can find us on there along with several other awesome shows. Great shows. Great shows. Great people. Uh, you can find us on Facebook, of course, under What the Suck Podcast, and you can find us on Instagram. Well, where can they find our podcast at? You can find us on fourthhand.com. You can search us there. We are also on uh, Google Podcast, Apple Podcast, Spotify, Stitcher, uh, CastBox. We're still on all the major platforms across the board. And so you can pretty much find us on any one of your favorite podcasting apps. And we are now on YouTube. Oh, shit. You can find the first That's 20 right. episodes on YouTube, just go to YouTube, search What the Suck Podcast, and you will find our, our episodes available to listen on YouTube. Uh, just look at us now, just yeah. getting all big and big for our britches big and shit. Big for our britches, that's right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And uh, so uh, where can they go follow you, James, and follow your adventures? I don't want nobody following my ass. Okay, good night, me. folks. <laughs> Have a good night. We'll see you guys later. Fuck <laughs> off. <kidding. laughs> You can find me on Facebook, and probably my my uh, friends list is actually filling up quite a lot because I got tons of paranormal peeps and stuff. But All right, so fuck you can Facebook. find me on Facebook. Do the Instagram. I'm still got room. Oh, if you want to follow me on Facebook, I am James E Bishop the Third on Facebook, and on Instagram under James Bishop I I I. Cool. All right, James. Well, this was a lot of fun as always. Hell yeah! I enjoy this stuff. Even the movie sucks. I still enjoy the shit out of it. Movie didn't suck. And uh, we will. <laughs> 
catch you later. This is Chris, and I will see you all at the next Suck Fest. And this is James, and if it ain't on What the Suck, it ain't shit. Peace, motherfucker. You've been listening to a fourth hand joint. Switching to Geico is a good idea, especially when you consider everything. First off, Geico makes it easy to switch. They have licensed agents available 24-7 online or over the phone. But if it's so easy, you might start thinking everything is easy, even big wave surfing. And it's not. It's actually quite difficult. Well, if you switch to Geico, you could save hundreds on car insurance. And you could keep saving by bundling your motorcycle, boat, and RV, plus your home or renter's insurance. But saving money might lead you to make some questionable purchases, like a 20-foot feather boa. And do you know how hard it is to clean a 20-foot feather boa? Well, they do have an industry-leading mobile app you can use to pay your bill, file and manage a claim, or add a new driver. But when life gets a little easier, it makes you too confident. And you start calling everyone ace. And you're better than that. Well, GEICO has a 97% customer satisfaction rating and has been saving people money for 85 years. It's hard to beat that. But you're right. Switch to GEICO. It's obviously a good idea. Switching to GEICO is a good idea, especially when you consider everything. First off, GEICO makes it easy to switch. They have licensed agents available 24-7 online or over the phone. But if it's so easy, you might start thinking everything is easy, even big wave surfing. And it's not. It's actually quite difficult. Well, if you switch to GEICO, you could save hundreds on car insurance. And you could keep saving by bundling your motorcycle, boat, and RV, plus your home or renter's insurance. But saving money might lead you to make some questionable purchases, like a 20-foot feather boa. And do you know how hard it is to clean a 20-foot feather boa? Well, they do have an industry-leading mobile app you can use to pay your bill, file and manage a claim, or add a new driver. But when life gets a little easier, it makes you too confident. And you start calling everyone ace. And you're better than that. Well, GEICO has a 97% customer satisfaction rating and has been saving people money for 85 years. It's hard to beat that. But you're right. Switch to GEICO. It's obviously a good idea.